All right. So after a year-long struggle, after a several-month break, Tim Sivers is back to bring you the Heat Index, brought to you by the Bayou City Heat. Now, when I say year-long struggle, that's because my guest and I are on different coasts. He's on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. And we just uh, couldn't connect. And we live different lifestyles, and both are busy. And, hell, we got it done now. We're going to do this right now. My, my guest this week, or this, this episode, is Seth Bam Bam Clark. What's up, Seth? Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Cyphers, man. Finally, finally. <laughs> it, it, I, I would laugh because, you know, last year when we were trying to do this, you'd be calling me and leaving me, you know, voicemails. And I never erased my voicemails. And so I, one day I was going through trying to erase them and it just message after message. <laughs> Seth, I'm ready to do it. Are you ready to do it? <laughs> And I'd say the latter half of this past year was mostly me not being able to be uh, be available. But who cares, man? We're we're ready. We're rocking and rolling. And um, you know, I got to be honest. The plan was to come on here and gloat about Patriots football. Um, but based on this weekend's news, we I'm probably going to stay away from that. I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. You know. The, the, you know. Don't worry that the NFL will take care of your boy, and you guys won't have repercussions or anything like that so. in all seriousness do you think they should like the team should be penalized or just uh, just crap no i wouldn't penalize the team i wouldn't take draft picks or anything like that from yeah them. that's what bart scott he, wants he, yeah no I, I i saw something you posted on uh facebook from bart scott and he's an idiot i mean i don't know who he is i you know <laughs> And so I, I don't know, but I certainly wouldn't take any freaking draft picks from the team. I would find him, but I wouldn't take the team. So so let me ask you. But it's all good, you know. It's all good. But you can gloat if you want to, as I say, the weakest uh, dynasty in the history of the NFL, but it's all good. Uh, just the lengthiest, but whatever. Um, <laughs> how do you become a Cowboys fan being from California? Man, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how I became a Cowboy fan. All my uh, – my family are uh, season ticket holding Raider fans. Okay. Um, so I'm the youngest, so I grew up in a total Raider household. Um, but so I don't know. So 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 <laughs> in going back and trying to put the story together, though, I would assume that I was a bandwagon rider, and the Cowboys won the Super Bowl in '77. And we're in the Super Bowl in '78, and I was just a—I became a fan. Um, but I don't know. I've been—I I don't remember that. I've—I've I've been a Cowboy fan my entire life. I was born in '73, so oh, yeah. even if it happened '77 or '78, um, I mean—I just always remember being a Cowboy fan. I never have any other memory of anything else. And you know, the the, the catch was like the most traumatic of my of my childhood traumatic Uh, traumatic (laughs) traumatic. i I just cried and cried and cried i mean i was just devastated man so you know i've never uh, um i've only gotten sad emotional where like maybe cried uh once in in sports uh and that that was another catch and i'm sure you know which one i'm talking about which one Uh, david tyree yeah Oh yeah, that was yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had uh, I I was partying, and I barely watched the game. 
until the fourth quarter because it was like up here, man. We were we were uh, cocky. It was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, okay. yeah. You were counting your chickens. Yeah, and and uh, then in the fourth quarter, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. This is a game. <laughs> like, uh, so you know, we it, it happens to to all of us, I guess. And, and I was in the same boat that, you know, I hated the Giants. You know, I'm a Cowboy fan, right? So, I, I, I was – the Giants eliminated us that year, I believe. And I and I hate the Patriots. And I was just like, man, I can't I can't watch this. <laughs> I, you know, so, so, we we went out to lunch and stuff or went out to dinner and, 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 and checked the score in the middle of the fourth quarter and saw it was a game. And so, we went and turned it Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was my lunch long, man. But I was a kid. The last time I cried about the Dallas Cowboys. So. I, well, I was 18, <laughs> but yeah, all right, fair enough. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it was seven or eight. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah. but it was a, a very traumatic uh, event for yeah. me. So. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. That takes balls. Yeah, I mean, dude, I have to, man. <laughs> I have to. People say, I'm, you know, I'm not that emotional or anything. People say, oh, do you even cry? You know, back then <laughs> when I was nine. For the cats, man, I was broken down. Oh, yeah. So. so hey, I want to um, I want to hit you with a hard hitting question. I think I've got a few for you, but this one is uh, I'm just gonna come right out with it. You, mm-hmm. How long you been yeah. playing beat baseball? Like just years wise. Thirty, right? Thirty. Thirty. Last year. Last 30. Year 30. Yeah, thirty was last. Last year was you 30. got twenty-seven tournaments. 30. Well, here's the hard hitting question. You got a thirty-one in you. I don't know. It, 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 it's it's very possible. It's very possible. It's possible. Um, but I'll, you know, at this point, it, it looks possible, but I'm just not sure. <laughs> so you're gonna, so you're gonna Brett Farbus? Yeah, no, I, I, I would never. Uh, I, I dislike Brett Favre. Another quarterback <laughs> I dislike, man. <laughs> I loved playing Brett Favre. It was great when the Brett Favre would come play the Cowboys in the playoffs, man. I loved that. Um, but no, I mean, you know, at, at this point, man, I shit, you know, I'm old. Um, I got, you know, I got other things I need to be doing if it works out that way. I mean, I would like to do it. The the little kids want to do it. Um, and so, you know, it, it's, it's very possible that I will, that I'll do it. But if, if other things pop up like professionally or anything like right. that. Most likely, you know, I want. I'm not going to hold this out. So I don't know, man. It's hard. It's as I said, I, you know, last year at the World Series, at, at once it ended, it's like, oh man, I want to come back. I want to yeah. come back. And then I was like, man, well, you know, in December you won't want to. And so now it's that time where I'm still at that low point. So I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. I'm uh, not you sure. know what? <laughs> Get to talk to you, it is only February, but I had to ask, and um, I'll tell you what, I'm yeah, encouraged because. Right. Dude, you had a good season last year. I mean, we all we, the, the, the individually. Um, you made it to your first regional tournament. Is that right? Well, that's true. Yeah, I've never been to a regional tournament which, before. Tw- which blows my years, mind. Yeah. But nevertheless, you made it, and you hit something stupid, like eight hundred or something. Am I right? Yeah, that, that was ridiculous. But then it all fell apart at the World Series, man. And so you know, I mean, I in the end. I mean, the reality was, man, I crushed a lot of balls in, in, in those last two games of the two days of that tournament, and I was getting gunned. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, in the end, 
you know, it, it, it perhaps is just the time for me to say goodbye <laughs> and let it go, unless I'm going to put a lot more effort into it than I did last year. So, you know, that, that's, I mean, that's that's incredible. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if humility is the right word, but accountability, whatever. There's a number of words you could use for that. But I'll tell you what, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Like, we're a better team with Seth Clark than without. So I hope you're back. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I do love my heat, man. And, and it's always hard, you know, being blind. I mean, once you walk, once I leave like beat ball, there's real, really no more, you know, competitive outlet for me. You know, I can't ever just, it's not like I can pick up a basketball and, and just go, you know, play a game of 21 or anything right. like that. So it's always hard to, 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 to let it go, but <laughs> you know, who knows, man, I had wanted to make it back to a championship game. We did that last year. Um, and it was what it was. So <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get to that, but, um, you know, I'll tell you what, it's pretty cool. Like, so you're right. We would lose our competitive outlet, but it's pretty cool that we have this, you know, and, and, and we can yep. treat it like a, like, dude, we're pros without getting, like, we just don't get paid. You know what I mean? We, we play a professional right. sport in my opinion, you know, just, I know the definition is getting paid, but right, you know, right. to me, it's that serious. And like to sit there and contemplate, like to hear your process right now, to hear you say like, man, if I don't, if I, if I'm done, I'm done. And I'm not right. saying that's cool. What I'm saying is cool about it is that it's that serious to us. You know, it's that big right. of a deal. So, wow, man, that gives me uh, goosebumps, dude. I love this sport. <laughs> well, I and mean, it's been part of me, you know, part of my life forever. Right. I mean, so it, uh, I mean, it's hard to say goodbye to it, but I assume every athlete has those same sort of feelings and stuff. So. But we get to have them too. We'll see. You know, and yeah, that's, right? um, like we're not special. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying what we get to do right. is something that I didn't think I'd do. You know, I, when I got, I've said this in other episodes, particularly with Blake. Like I thought, man, when they told me I was two years into my vision loss and they told me about this sport and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like you want me to go feel good about myself. I get it. You know, <laughs> I, cause I was depressed. I was angry. You know, I was a miserable human being. Right. And I was like, whatever. I, just to get people off my ass. I was like, I'll go, I'll go, um, I'll go check it out. Whatever. I put on that blindfold, man. And I hit a ball for the first time in several years. And I was hooked. I realized, I, you know, I realized this isn't, this isn't just kumbaya bullcrap. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, there's like a real competitive edge to it. And then when you look at the World Series, I mean, it's when you are a, 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 a competitive team, right? Not all teams are competitive, but when you're a competitive team, I mean, it is physically demanding. I mean, you're playing two, three games. I mean, back in the day, it used to be harder, but two, three games, you know, in the heat, it, it, you know, diving on the ground and stuff. So it takes a lot, man. It's, you know, it, it is not a, just a, a BS little sport where, you know, Hey, you know, let's, let's give the blind people a participation <laughs> right. trophy. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I would not have been in it <laughs> as many years if, if it was. So. Hey, how did you get the name Bam Bam? Man, Bam Bam. I've had the name Bam Bam since 89. Right, my 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 second okay. tournament. Um, I don't I don't truly know like how it came about, where the uh, 
who had the idea for it or whatever. We had a, a, a female spotter on our team, though, named Jeannie. And so, obviously, that name had come up before, before the World Series. Um, but we were playing Austin. This is what I always – this is the, the moment I always uh, tag to that name. But we were playing Austin, the Blackhawks. And I came up to bat, and Jeannie yelled, you know, go Bam Bam or something like that. And I, I crushed the ball. I, I made it to first, scored. And I was walking back. And at that time, the uh, Blackhawks had a guy playing for them named Leonard Walker. He, uh, he seemed to always just sit the bench and, and talk trash and stuff like that. But, he, you know, older, a black guy, real distinct voice. He's been dead now for a couple of decades. Um, but I was walking back and he said, Bam Bam, that's a good name for you. And from that moment, it just stuck. It always stuck. The, the, the Blackhawks continually called me bam bam and from that from that moment on just everybody called you know the the name took off <laughs> <laughs> the name took off it took a life of its own or whatever but you know i was 16 and you know so i was still young at that point in time and whatever power yeah hitter, so I, <laughs> so you just um we just kind of organically come up came up with this i want to ask you now I didn't realize you were only six, dude. I don't know how old you are. I know you're in your forties, but um, right. sixteen. Well, so how how old were you when you were introduced to the game, and how were you introduced to the game? Man, you know, I was I was fifteen. Um, it was obviously the previous year was nineteen eighty eight. I I lost my sight ninety six or 96, 86, 1986, which yep. we can get into. Um, but uh, from, you know, from the moment I lost my sight, I mean, I was, sports had always been a big part of my life, my, my family's life. Like I said, you know, season ticket holder Raider fans. I mean, when we, when it's Thanksgiving, we eat after the Cowboys are done playing. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's just kind of the family we are. Um, but as soon as I lost my sight, you know, it was like you know, I, I had been, you know, planning on going to high school and playing football. I was in the eighth grade when I when I got shot. Um, but, uh, you know, my family was like, well, you know, your your your, your sports career is not over. You just all you're going to have to do some sort of high school sport. You're going to have to do other sports. <laughs> and, you know, they they kind of reached out and, and found other sports that were available for blind people. I actually started skiing like two months later. Um, after I lost my sight and, uh, um, just through doing all those other sports, um, in wrestling, um, in high school, at some point, somebody introduced me to a guy named Tony Lewis, who was starting a beatball team at this time, the Bay area and Sacramento had a beatball league. We had like four teams that, played a schedule against each other obvious through the spring and then we had a little tournament at the end of the year so um this guy tony was starting a new team and he had heard about me and so he contacted me and asked me to come out and play for the uh the albany cougars um and you know <laughs> same thing you know it's like i went out there and hit the ball once I'm like oh man this is great i never thought i'd hit a ball i couldn't even hit a ball when i could see 
But that was horrible. I, I, you know, I, I wasn't. I, I was a football player, man, I, and not like a pretty boy football player. I was all about hitting, man. But I couldn't. I couldn't hit a baseball. I couldn't make a a, a, a basket. You know, <laughs> anything like that. So, so it was great, man. I was like, man, this is this is cool. It was like, you know, I finally smacking the balls, and so, um, so I played with the Cougars that that year. But it was all through Tony Lewis. And, uh, you know, just the blind community and already having entered the sports world, the blind sports world, you know, previous once I had lost my sight. So, so that's how that, you know, so, so, so that's how I started people. And then that year, um, the blaze, the East Bay blaze, which was a, one of, one of the great beatball teams, um, asked me to come play with them at the World Series. So the first World Series I went to was in 88 at the, uh, at, at the end of the year of that league, it, end of our Bay Area league year. So, so, so that was the first introduction. So your first tournament was with the East Coast Blaze or East Bay Blaze? East, East Bay All Blaze, right. yeah. I love talking yeah. to you guys, like the veterans, it, about, you know, your experiences because – I learned something every time. Tell me about them. You say they were they were really uh Man, we they were a good team, man. We had we had hella talent, man, hella talent. Um great players, some of the greats Slick Watts, Johnny Guzman, who was uh Lupe Perez's uh uncle, um, and was Lupe Perez who could play be- defense as well. No <laughs> no uh, no slight to Lupe, uh, Lupe but Johnny was just one of those one of those players. So we had a whole bunch, and Kimmy Watts, one of the best uh, left-handed power hitters in the game. Um, so we had a lot of good players, but we just had a lot of personality problems. So they were um, the Blaze. We were really good, and we beat a lot of teams, and we played good defense. Our offense would at times leave us, um, but we would always kind of blow up, you know, we'd end up fighting amongst ourselves and never quite winning the championship okay. or even getting to the championship. So, <laughs> but we were, we were really good. Man. We, we were good. We were probably one of the best teams never to win. A championship. Okay. <laughs> now, um, when, so I hear you all the time. <laughs> I'm going to bust your balls a little bit, but, you know, we hear you a lot of the time talking about the West Coast Dogs. At what point did you join them? Man, um, the Blaze fell fell apart like in 92. Um, we, four of us, right? I'm a, I'm a founding member of the Dogs, right? I came up with the name, the West okay. Coast Dogs, based off the East Bay Blaze, okay. right? <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, but we started in, you know, after the, the, the blaze kind of fell apart, um, myself, Neil McDonald, Eric Mazariegos, Don Robinson, uh, Mike Finn, um, you know, that, that we had kind of decided in 93 that we were going to start a, a, a completely new team, um, that brought together elements of those other um, of the East Bay Blaze team, of the North Bay Nemesis team, was a, a, another team from uh, the Bay Area that would go to the World Series and uh, start, you know, start this brand new sort of uh, venture. So the, 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 the first year, technically for the Dogs, 
was 94. So that, that would have been my first year with the dogs. The, uh, <laughs> the very first year we had. had the so dogs. have you played on just three teams? At the World Series, okay. yes. In in ninety three, we had I think we went as the Thrashers, the Sacramento Thrashers, but I don't really count that. That was kind of a odd year, but yeah, three okay. teams. So. Um, <clears throat> you had a lot of success with the dogs. Is, is that fair to say? Yes, the dog. Yes, dog. Do, dogs were one of and uh, of Deep Ball's dynasties. Been five. Been four and a half dynasties of dogs. Was oh, hold on, hold on. I got it. What do you mean four and a half? I wouldn't call the Thunder a dynasty oh, okay. yet. Well, you dead. know what? That's fair. But the fact that you put, you know, <laughs> uh, we'll get, we'll get, yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, for okay, so you you uh, list me the the other four. Um, the Albert Albuquerque True site in the uh, probably in the eighties. Um, Austin Blackhawks really uh, came uh, came into their own in the nineties. West Coast Dogs into the nineties, two thousands, and beyond, and then uh, the Taiwan home run. I'm always a little bit confused about the home run because I I don't know any of their players and if they are always the same players or whatever. But you'll but get those would be the you'll four give dynasties. Them their due. I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. So th- those would be the four dynasties. <laughs> I um, and uh, I scored my first run ever against Taiwan. <laughs> See, the, the, back in the day, right when Taiwan first used to come, they is that right? They were horrible. They were, we we used to think you saw the you know Taiwan in your round robin bracket. It's like, oh, there's a victory. <laughs> there's a victory, and then uh, then something changed, man. All of a sudden, it's like, whoa, they're not the same Taiwan team that they are. But yeah, no. <laughs> it's good that if, if you are going to score a team, uh, your your run against a. Uh, your first run against the team, Taiwan would be felt good, dude. I was a fat mess and still angry at the world, but that release there, <laughs> that that like that feeling was unbelievable. Can do you remember any of like your firsts or any sort of more um, what's the word like personal milestones? Is there anything that sticks out? I know you're pretty even keeled and and you, know, you keep things in perspective, but is there anything that stands out to you in that regard? So you 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 coming to the uh, to the MBBA late? You don't you don't necessarily realize that I, for the, for a a, a long period of time, was the most hated person in people. <laughs> With okay, <laughs> bam bam bam, the most hated person on the most hated team in the MBBA. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, but that even keeledness not was not always there. I, I had a bad temper. I grew into that. Uh, my 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 evenness. Um, man, you know, there's there's a lot of things. I mean, I remember my first tournament. Um, the very first tournament I had, the uh, I, you know, the, against the Blackhawks. I played, you know, I played a fair amount, but you know, we, it was an elimination game against the Blackhawks. I was on the bench. And uh, um, the Watts brothers, Kimmy and Slick, you know, I don't know what the hell they were doing, man. But they ended up going and getting like hot dogs uh, and which were like sausages at, at that point. It was 88. It was in Austin. Um, and, you know, they, they were in tortillas with, with mustard and they got them in like the fifth inning. 
And I'm sitting on the bench. I'm like, well, hell, cool, you know. <laughs> and so I was like, man, order me too. I want to. I didn't know anything and shit. And I ate those and, you know, like the top of the sixth inning. And I'm just sitting there. And then, uh, you know, we're down by like one or two runs. And it gets to that point where, you know, it's a, it, you know, one out, two out. And they put, decide to put me in. And they pull me in, you know. <laughs> and I'm standing in the on-deck circle. And, I, again, I'm a rookie. I've never been there before. And, man, those, those hot dogs man they just hit me man and I, i've never wanted to throw up more going to a plate than i have at that <laughs> point in time man so i just remember going to that plate just like Seth, don't, don't, <laughs> don't throw up but oh but i scored so that, that that was cool you know that was uh um you know two outs you know scoring in that situation that was cool um i mean that 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 sticks out to me uh Man, I, there's been so many games, man. I mean, I, I can I can remember hitting my the first home run and beat ball. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 uh, really? Yeah, back in 1990. I people don't always remember it, but yes, I I hit the uh, the first home run. Um, back when it was one 180. It's one. You know, they pulled it in for. Yeah, they pulled it in because really, people, nobody could hit it. I think Daryl and I were the only people that did it. Wow. Um, so <laughs> I think that I think Daryl and I were the only ones that ever hit it. And I'm not even sure about Daryl, man. That's what they tell <laughs> me. Man, but, but I'm not even sure. <laughs> but uh I mean so that you know, that was cool. I mean, I've had some fun games in my in my times, man. I mean, you know, I mean we've I I've been in a lot of big games, a lot of fun games. We've had some, you know, some some arguments in games. But um so I don't know, man. There's just so many different things. That home run, there was a game against the L. Darnell's Cobra team in 94 where we got into a huge fight. I mean, not a real, like, knockout, dragout fight, but we were just talking trash the entire <laughs> time. And, and we were just, you know, we were beating them, and we were just rubbing it in their face. They were the, the bad boys in deep ball at that time, and we wanted to kind of take their little title. And we just rubbed it in their face, and – uh they eventually called the head umpire, Dan Tracy, over to ump our games, uh, ump the game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, uh, uh, you know, the, the, at this, at some point, uh, well, Peter Conasani for us could do a perfect Dan Tracy in, imitation. And Tracy comes over there and he's like, you know, he says something to us, but I didn't realize it was Tracy. Right, I thought it was Peter Conasani making, you know, doing a thing, and I so I said so I I I said something back, and Tracy comes running out at me and he pokes me in my chest. It's not too late to send you home, son. <laughs> it was just wow, oh, man. It was a huge thing, man. He came and apologized to me the next day and all that for touching me and stuff. So, but I mean, you know, just stuff like that, man. There, there have been so many fun times at beat ball, man. It's been crazy. How many um? How many championships did the dogs win? Man, the dogs over their over their their lifetime. I mean, I got I got you know, I got the numbers, man. I got the numbers. If, if anybody questions the dynasty, the dogs were uh, around for seventeen seasons. They finished third twice, four uh, second four times, and first seven times. seven seven so. World Series championships. Dude, that's stupid. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. All those years. Yep. That that 
And and those last four, I was only on the dogs um, for three of them. The first three that we, we won three in a row, 99, 2000, 2001. I was not there in 2000 because uh, it was in Taiwan, so I wouldn't fly overseas. But uh, the year that we won the championship that started their four-year straight run, um, I was there, but I left the night before the championship game and never played another inning for the Dodgers. Something happened, obviously. Yes, <laughs> I. The, yes, oh yeah, no, but the uh, the dogs and I, the coach Don Robinson, screwed me. Um, tried to embarrass me. I'm so long, you know, long drawn out story. Don and I, you know, known each other since 1988 with the East Bay Blaze, and it was just, you know, he just tried to. Uh, he tried to embarrass me, and he, uh, we had had issues dating back. I mean, it, you know, it's a long story. It's hard to condense real quickly. Um, but we had had some, some issues. Uh, in 2003, the dogs finished sec. And in 2004, we didn't go to the tournament because uh, we had some issues. But our, our two, two of our, our, our players, the greatest player ever to play, Eric Mazzaregos, and Danny Fabiano, they left us. <laughs> they left us when we were struggling, and they went and played for John Parker's Kansas team. And that kind, of, and so we had to rebuild the dogs, and we rebuilt the dogs into what people don't like, right? That the dogs turned into be turned out to. At that time, we were getting people from all over the nation, just because we didn't have any homegrown players. And people have always, you know, kind of dissed what we what we did accomplish because of that. But we rebuilt the dogs, and then Eric and Danny wanted to come back. And I wasn't down for that. Near, or Neil McDonald, the uh, other one, the more important founder of the dog. Um, we weren't down with it, and that caused uh, uh, problems between us and Don Robinson. Um, I think Don Robinson wanted to get me off of the team, and – you know, so we, again, we argued, fought for day, for, for months and months and months. Neil used to call it hate mail, the emails that Don would send out to us. Um, and then, uh, he, you know, it, it came down to like a, a lineup thing. I had told Don before uh, the World Series ever started, man, if, if you lie to me, <laughs> I'm going to quit. I was like, man, I don't care if it's the middle of the tournament. If you lie to me, I'm out of there. Um, and, uh, Basically, long story short, I was hurt. I got I got healthy again. I hurt myself the first day of the tournament. Got healthy again. Um, he told me I was going to be in the lineup. Uh, and then uh, right before the game, he announces the the starting lineup, and I'm not in it. And I was just like, "Dude, man, you know you that there you there you go. <laughs> there there's your lineup." And I mean, I was just pissed beyond belief, and that was the. Uh, the Friday undefeated game. And uh, that night, I mean, I, I, at that point, once, once he said that um, I quit, you know, I left, I, I went and sat and watched the game from the other side. And uh, that night I made my reservations to, to fly out of there and uh, take Trey <laughs> <laughs> three years old. And we went and got on the So, got so wow. Um, that's crazy that you say that. I, uh, so my exit from the Renegades, was it was coming i think he at, at some point maybe either way uh i can't say for sure though 
Uh, and I want to be completely clear. I didn't handle myself on the way out the door well. But what it was, right. what was the final straw for me was I was lied to. You know what I mean? And right. all I want is that clear right. communication. I won't go on a tangent about it. I'm going to say that for when I get interviewed by Juan, which is happening. <laughs> oh, good, but good, good. for now, I'll just say I was lied to. And it was a point uh, in time where I shouldn't have been lied to. And right. then I couldn't get any uh, clarity about it. And I said, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this. Right. And um, you know what? The rest is history. And, and uh, I'm happier where I'm at because... You know, in a, in a minute, we're going to get to Bayou City, Bayou City Heat stuff. But uh, the coach that I have, that you have now, at least for me, in my experience, I got that open line of communication. And he's not. Right. And it really doesn't. I don't even care that he basically his his word is is it's going to be what he says. And that's how he runs his team. Right. Good. That's fine. Because I'm not going to be uh, in a situation where I think I'm playing and then I'm not playing. Yeah. No, I told you. There, there's a. There, there's a, I mean, there's a level of respect that you should, um, you know, treat athletes with. And when it came, you know, with, 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 with Don and myself and, and the dogs, I mean, we're talking 2006, no, not even 2006. We're talking 2008 when this finally all blew up, you know, I, I, you know, I, I helped start the dogs, you know, there, there's a, you know, I deserved a certain level of respect. Sure. And and he he went out of his his way to embarrass me in the in the most public way he possibly could do it, and um and 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 it and it wasn't right, right? And I mean, I was pissed. I was pissed. I, I mean, I, I I was doing my masters uh, after that, um, and I had to take Bart for like you know for forty five minutes. It's our it's our rapid transit. And I just remember just sitting in, on that BART train for the next couple months after that, and my jaw would just be hurting because my teeth would be clenched oh. <laughs> so tightly, man. It just, yeah, I, I, mean, I had a dream where I, I, I severely beat the guy with a flashlight. Man. Jeez. It was, <laughs> I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was just crazy, man. I was, just, I was just so mad, man. I was just so mad how it all played out, but it was in the end. Like I said, Trajan was there. Um, he was three years old, so I could have gone in and sat on the bench and got a championship ring if I want to. But in the end, I, I didn't think I could uh, – and because I love the dogs, right? I love the dogs. I love the, the, the players on the dogs. Man, you, Neil McDonald I mean, and I have been friends forever. Um, you know, I love the dogs. Lex Gillette, shit, man, all those guys. But – you know, in the end, it's like, man, you know, what what sort of example do you set for your son? Uh, you know, if you aren't even going to stand up, you know, on your own principles, man, you told the guy if he lied to you, you were going to quit and he'd lie to you to see if you'd quit. And at some point, you're, you know, people need to treat others with a, a certain level of respect. And, and I just couldn't sit there on the bench with Trajan. And like, uh, feel good that I was setting the proper example for him, you know, even though he doesn't remember it at all, you know, <laughs> but I just wasn't going to do it. Hey. So, so I, I left, man. You know what? Um, I left. it helps me to know that I'm not the only one. I mean, I've been kind of, listen, I, again, totally not apples to apples. It's, it's, it's not the same, um, right. except for the main principle. I mean, the details, the context, way different. But um, right. I just, it's good to hear that 
someone I look up to, you, as much as you probably don't believe me. I do. I look up to you. I look up to the the veterans on my team and around the league. Um, So it's good to hear that I'm not the only one that's done that. And I mean, of course not, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't feel ostracized. And uh, is that when you, did you take any time off or did you go to the heat and don't get too detailed because we're going to take a break, but tell me that answer that question. I can the, the no the, the, that summer the the summer before the world that 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 World Series, I had made it clear um, my my ultimatum to Don about lying to me, and I remember talking to Neil um, before that during that summer. He's like, "Man, well, Seth, what happens if he lies to you, you know, and you quit? Is your is your career over?" And I was like, "Man, my my career is over unless." I can hit off Fonzie, and <laughs> and that and that, was, that 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 was the only thing. I was like, I, I, the only team I would ever play for again is the body. Play for is the body. Dude, City. you know what? And perfect, perfect place <laughs> to pause for a minute. That's where we're gonna pick it right back up. But that is awesome. This is uh, this is the Heat Index. I'm Tim Sivers. This is Seth Bam Bam Clark, and we'll be right back. Ask any player, coach, or volunteer from your favorite beep baseball team, the Bayou City Heat, how you can enter to have a chance to win a $50 gift certificate, a $100 gift certificate, or the Big Mamu, the grand prize, a one terabyte Xbox One game console. For $5, you can have a chance to win any of these prizes and help the Bayou City Heat compete in the 2019 Beep Baseball World Series. All right, back to our really tell-all interview with Seth Clark, a seasoned veteran. I know, man, I'm hard-hitting. I know I'm the Larry King of the Bay City Heat. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you what, we, we, we've covered a lot in that first, uh, first segment of our, of our episode, and we ended with something that I didn't, I didn't know. And like most of this, like, so I do prep. I do some prep. With you, I didn't do any today. I've been doing it over the last year. <laughs> right. Uh, but in all seriousness, I do prep, and I, and but I mostly just see where it goes because I just want to learn. I just want to talk, and I just want to learn, and I've learned so much. So a lot of what you said, I didn't know. I especially didn't know where we left off, and that's your desire, for lack of a better word, to hit off of Fonzie. Why? Why is that? How uh, did he have a reputation? Like, did you just see him, and you had a? Uh, you had admired his pitching or what? I mean, explain that thought process. To yeah, you. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's '95 was Fonzie's first year, so I remember um, when Fonzie came in. I remember talking to to our pitcher at that time, Henry Wofford, about Fonzie and stuff. So, you know, I'd always kind of tracked Fonzie. Um, there was not a lot of diversity amongst the the pitchers in our league. Um, so Wait, can I hold on? I, I don't mean, what do you mean their pitching styles or literally diversity? Oh, so there's diversity, like it's just like a white guy been, throwing to us. Oh, okay, yeah, there have been there have been, there have been very few black pitchers, there have been very few Latino pitchers, which is fine. It's just um, I just wanted to clear clear that up, yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. And so, so you know, you uh, I we you just kind of you know track him or whatever, and I always liked his style, and and we played the heat. Um, 
or Houston. I think they were still the, I don't know if they were the Heat then. Um, but, you know, that they always just, you know, pounded the ball, right? They were a great offense and stuff. And so I always just like Fonzie's style. You know, I never really talked to him much, and we ran into each other every once in a while. Um, but I was just like, man, you know, I, 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 there was some something I felt about Fonzie. And uh, um, he just, you know, again, he, he, he is one of the great pitchers in our league. Uh, so I just like, man, I want, I want to hit off Fonzie. I, throughout my career, I never really had a, a pitcher to hit off of, right? Don Robinson was my pitcher back in the, the, the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. And he didn't like my bam, bam swing. He didn't like that big uppercut. Like I was using this year. This year was the first time I went back to it after you know, 15, 17 years away. So he turned me into like a line drive grounder hitter where I didn't even really deserve the name Bam Bam anymore. <laughs> and it was <laughs> um, and it was all because he couldn't hit my swing. He he would he would strike me out all the time. I, I would go I would bat like five hundred um and, and never strike out in a in a single tournament. Um or I'm sorry, never get put out in a single tournament. He would just strike me out all, oh, okay. Time, right? okay. all my outs would be strikeouts. Um, and so I would, I just wanted to hit off of a, a, a great pitcher. If I was going to come back, I wasn't going to come back to struggle with uh, you know some little pitcher. I wanted to, I wanted to smack the ball or hit, at least do something like that. I had never made the all tournament team or anything like that previous to the Heat, so. That was that was my focus. Like, man, I just want to go hit off a great pitcher. Man. Not that Tim Tim Hibner just I like, got to give love where it's due. Tim Hibner came to the Dogs um, in the last four years, but I quit, uh, and so never really had a chance to hit. So off he's known as one of the one of the upper echelon pitchers, right? And then there's yeah. Fonzie, yeah. and then there's uh, Woodard in in yeah. Indy. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, I I. Uh, <laughs> Fonzie's made me look better than I am, uh, you know, because uh, I remember, dude, I, I came, you guys, you guys took me in when I, when I had no team. Right. And, and that means so much to me and, and, um, you know, listen to prior episodes to hear it and listen to mine when it's time people, but so I'll save the, the cream puff stuff. But what I will say is that I came down to, to, to West Palm beach in 2017 and I took a freaking greyhound there because of some stuff going on in my life. I, 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 I had to, if I wanted to be there, that was the only way to get there. So I'm, I haven't practiced, um, you know, I've done some individual training, but it's not practice. That's, you know, it's, I hadn't practiced. I hadn't hit off a pitcher. I hadn't done crap, man. And, and my body's hurting from a 36 hour bus ride. And I come down to the world series. I go seven for 12. That ain't about me. That's not about me. No, no, and um, Fonzie, Fonzie, never, and he never faced me. Like he's never, you know what I mean. He never um, worked with me. You know, I, I'd never worked with this man, and uh, and and he and I and I bat something absurd, like six hundred. I mean, it's just, it's just such a testament to him, and uh, not to mention he's just like one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. Uh, the you know same thing with me. Like I again, I, I was a strikeout person, struck out all the time. Um, that's why Don Robinson changed my swing to make sure I wasn't a strikeout. I come to the heat. I, uh, Bill, Bill Johnson, William Johnson, um, changes my, uh, swing back. So it's kind of more of a, uh, a regular ba- by a, a baseball swing as opposed to what Don had me do. 
And the first tournament I had with the uh, with the Heat, I hit um, or I did not strike out in my first forty at bats. It was it was the it, it was like the fifth inning of our our last and final game, the third place game before I ever struck out. And I was just like, man, Fonzie, I I can't believe it. <laughs> I mean, you're you're just a. Uh, you're, you you are a master. He's a badass. Um, so your first season was, if I'm if I'm able to put the timeline together, was it 2009 with the Heat? Yeah, in So that's yeah. the they're the Heat at this point. They've they've done their repackaging. They're rebranded. They've been the Heat for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who are you saying? Taken taken from the West Coast dollar. So <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. How uh, Michael Garrett? How um. How is the culture though? And what I mean by that is we got a we got a good culture now, a great culture. Um, was it was it hard to get acclimated? Because for me it was easy. It was a, it was a piece of cake to to fit in with these guys and gals. Um, what was it like in you know ten years ago? Oh, dude. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right. So so we we came there again. Trade and I show up and it, and it's Stockton. Um, and man, I, the, the dogs before that, we turned into like everybody says, you know, just uh, pulling people off of the, you know, great players from other throughout the nation. And we were just a machine. The dogs at that point in time were just a machine. I like to look at the dogs like the, the Star Wars. We were the Republic when we won the three championships. We were the Empire <laughs> when we won our four championships. So our, our culture and the dogs had just deteriorated, right? It was nothing. It was all winning. It was nothing. There was no fun. It was just, man, it's all about winning, right. which is fun. But again, you know, I, I, you know I, I was changing at that time. Trajan was four. Um, you know, I, I had a kid, and so I was kind of changing. Um, and uh, uh, man, when when we got to the to the heat, man, they, I mean, they they, they embraced Trajan just like man. I mean, the love they they all of them, Fonzie, JC, Harold Savers, all those fools, man. I mean, we Trajan would always just man, can we go hang out in Fonzie's room? Can we go hang out in Fonzie's room? And, and so they embraced Trajan. You know, my parents were there. They embraced my parents. Uh, man, they were just – it was fun again. It was fun to play with them. It was like a family. Oh, the, uh, the, the, the Heat, I've always said this, they have a great chemistry, right? We, we've never had very many chemistry-based problems. Um, chemistry is not why we don't win. Uh, and, and so just to see that, to, to go from the dogs and see the heat and be like the dogs used to be back in the old days, man, it was great. And I, I was hooked, you know, from that, you know, obviously the 40 straight at, you know, the four, 40 straight contacts helped also. But, I mean, I was hooked, man. We had, we had such a good time, man. It was, it was, it was incredible, man. It was incredible, so. I always, always appreciate that because I went from such anger over the dogs and spending, being so mad over that year and then to come into the heat situation, man, and it, it was all love and all this. And we finished third. It wasn't like we were a right. poo-poo team. You know, so, <laughs> like we were, we were competitive. Yo, man, that's crazy. Like, I was so um, I was so angry. Um, I was not sh- 
Dude, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm driving 36 hours on a Greyhound, right? And that's that's uh, stressful enough, believe me. But to add to my head, I'm like, are these guys gonna? Are these guys gonna like be okay with me? Or am I gonna be? I, I can't really even right. explain it. But there's that worry, you know. You're playing with a new team, never met these people, um, and it was it was a culture that I I thought was infectious. It was like. Man, I, I felt right at home right away. I'll never forget, man. I took a nap in the um, – I, I, I was there, I don't know, 12 hours before you, before the rest of the team. And I took a nap in the in the hotel room. And I wake up, and there's these three big black dudes coming in. And I'm like, oh, man, uh, I, I, I don't know what to do right now. I mean, it's clearly my teammates, but are they going to be – and they're just and, – and I'm, be, I'm being funny for a reason because it was nothing. It was nothing. It was a piece of cake, man. These guys are just – it's just something about it, and um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm part of it. I'm saying it because it's true. No, totally, man, totally. I mean, the, the, I mean, all of them. I mean, they, everybody, Daryl Miner. I mean, everybody is. Uh, you oh, know, he was likes to have fun, you know. Clown. He was in my <laughs> listen. He was in my room. He was one of those dudes that walked in, and it just took a second for me to realize this guy's this guy's this guy loves fun. You know what I mean? There's not, there's nothing, yeah. nothing's gonna really yeah. be wrong here as long as. Yeah, no, the, the, the heat is, man. The heat's a great team. That's that's the other thing that's hard to, for me to work to retire, man, because I because because I love the heat. Man. So it's hard to leave those guys, man. So you know, we 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 over these last decade, man. We we we've gone to war together several times, man. Many many times, man. And it's hard to say goodbye to that. So. To just the, you know the guys. So, so we talked, <clears throat> but no. So we mentioned did. 2017 a few times in the last couple of minutes. Something I really want to ask you, because yeah. um, I just want yeah. people to hear it. Because I, I I know it was important. I know it was impactful. But I want to hear it from you, and I want to hear. I want others to hear it. Last game playing Austin, we're play we're we're playing in the placement game. You I, correct me if I'm wrong. You didn't play much defense that that time, right? Which is that? 2017 uh, West Palm. Yeah, no, I play. I think I, I play defense. Okay, ball. my fault. My fault. Then, um, last year I DH the right. damn tournament. I hate <laughs> DH. Right. DH sucks, man. When they put in the DH rule, I was like, man, I hate this damn DH rule. I got to work in my ass off so I don't become a DH. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> so, well, then you took one for the but, team last last year. I I guess I I was mistaken then, but 2017, nevertheless, sh- uh, gave us yeah. an opportunity to be a part of something really damn cool, which was. Trajan spotted for one of your outs. Tell me about yes. that. Yeah, man. No, that, that, that I mean, Trajan. Trajan is again. You hear why I, I, I you know, if if things went to if the Heat went to been as cool to Trajan, then you know things went to worked out with the Heat. But one thing that always came Trajan loved beatball. I mean, he loves beatball. I mean, oh, he I know. Loves beatball. Um and uh, um. You know, he he just always been there, right? He'd always sit on our bench, and then he started to uh, go get people back from the bases all the time and stuff like that. And so, uh, uh, when when you know, I had been, he, I had told him like, man, you know, when you uh, you know, you need to start spotting or trying to get into it because I because I knew his time of going to the World Series was coming to an end, right? Because he sure. plays football and. The- just the football time. I'd always been telling him that, right? <laughs> and he'd always be like, no, 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 you know, I got to go to beatball. 
Um, but then at, at that last game, man, to uh, when they put, brought him in, and you know, JC's like, man, you know, <laughs> uh, you want to come out? I'm like, no, man, let him play with Trajan, man. What are you crazy? Oh, but man, when you feel that he called the ball, man, and I just remember thinking because it was, you know, in my zone, I was like, man, Seth, there's no way you can miss this ball. <laughs> there's just no way in the world you can miss this ball, man. Yeah, he, he gave a perfect spot, man, and I played it well, made the put out, man, and that was great, man. That, that, that was a truly uh, good time for, uh, for beatball. And finally to see him, you know, be out there with me and with us, with the team, because it's not even in me, right? Throughout Trajan's beatball career, he's had, you know, other team, people on the team, players on the team have been his favorite players, right? And, and which has always been hella cool. Um, you know, because he loves the sport so much. So, so to be out there, man, that shit was. That, that Give, me was really cool. Give me an example. Give me an example. Who was one of his favorite players? Uh, Joe, right? Joe played quarterback. Trey okay. played quarterback. Uh, Joe, one of his players, Tanner Gears. Before that, um, yeah. And I always used to say, man, I'm about his like third or fourth <laughs> favorite player. So he's like, a, he's <laughs> legitimately a fan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, uh, I mean, I, 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 I would assume, I mean, my, my beatball career will be over, but I, I would assume once he's done playing, playing football, he will uh, he'll try to look to, to get back into beatball. Dude, that's, that's so cool. That's dope, man. You've you got a great family, man. I, I love your family. You know, your parents come to a lot of the World Series. Is that right? They've been to the two yep. I've been to. Yep. It looks like that's not new. Yeah, no, they uh they they started in like 1990. They, they it was in Chicago. My mom's from Ohio, and so my grandparents and my mom and my dad uh, and my couple of my my aunt and the uncle they all came out. You know, made a big trip of it, and uh, pretty much since then, you know, they they've been hooked. Even back with the uh, the crazy times, you know, when when I've just been embarrassing, <laughs> you're fighting with the umpires, being you know. Being bam, bam, man, and being hungover. And, and, I mean, they, I mean, it was embarrassing. I, I, I truly, <laughs> now having kids, I just shake my head. <laughs> I, I couldn't even imagine the Trajan or Lander or Delaney performing in that way. <laughs> well, hey, you know, you learn you, what, yeah, perspective, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, but yeah, no, man. They're, they've always come. They, they look at it as their vacation. So you know, man, that brings me to two things. And I'm going to cover one and then the second thing. And then uh, we'll get on to the heat. But uh, first of all, you just said it's you treat they treat it like it's their vacation. I want to mm-hmm. talk to you because, you know, you've been you've even mentioned in this in this episode, like you were angry at one point. You were kind of rowdy. What 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 have you? Whatever adjective you want to use. But I bet you have some good words or or thoughts on um, other people who aren't vision impaired who come down and take their vacation time to help us out. Oh yeah, no, I mean it. Um, I mean, I'm all, I'm always slightly torn, like on the the volunteer. Uh, 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 distinction, right? Because I, I, I look at them as, as, as players too, right? I mean, we don't, if Fonzie doesn't do this, right? The, and the Heat should, you know, love Hell Fonzie, yeah. okay? <laughs> I mean, because, you know, Fonzie has, has, has carried this team 
more than any one individual player has and put more more work into it. I mean, I used to track. You'd be throwing three, 400 pitches a tournament. Um, but, uh, uh, I mean, man, to, to, to me, so I'm not always that one that, that looks differently at the volunteers. Um, but, I mean, again, uh, it, I think it's good or cool that we can have like a, a situation where you can have a blindsided partnership, right? I can, I can actually compete with, with my son, even though he's, he's sighted, right? He, I can coach his football team and we can compete together on that level, but he can come also play on our beatball team or, or, or help spot on our beatball team or do some other sort of activity volunteer wise on our beatball team. And, and we can compete together that way. So um, to me, <laughs> it, 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 the, 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 the sacrifice that the, the sighted people put into it, um, you know, I, I always think is cool. Um, but at least for like the coaches and the pitchers and the spotters, man, they, uh, I mean, we're all in it together. So <laughs> I always feel like I got to kind of make sure I'm sacrificing, doing my working out, um, doing what I got to do to, 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 to match what they're doing and shit like that. I can't have Fonzie doing all the work and I'm not doing nothing. So, <laughs> wow. And, um, if you could see me right now, a big smile, you know what I mean? And, uh, that was probably the wrong thing that I just said. I, I didn't mean it. Shut up, Timmy. If someone else could see me right now, I'm smiling. You know what I mean? And, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't even notice that, man. I didn't even notice that. Because <laughs> it's a figure. It's a turn of phrase. Whatever. I, I got to have fun with it. Um, hey, man. How'd you lose your vision? Man, I got shot I, in, in, in 1986, October 5th. I was with at, at one of my friends' house. Uh, you know, I've told this story a billion times. So. I haven't heard. <laughs> I was at one. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was at one of my friends' house. I was um, out in the like the country, you know, out in the mountains, the Sierra Nevada mountains here in California. My parents had a like, were building a house on the weekend for a weekend house up there, and you know, just a rural place. And but we lived down here during the week in the in the Bay Area. Um, so my friend and I had gone out shooting his mom's 38 earlier that day. Um, and again, we were like kind of shooting at birds or whatever. And we came back so I could watch the Cowboy game. Cowboys were on TV. Uh, the Cowboy game ended and I looked over to him and he had the, the 38 like pointed directly at me from like a foot or a foot away foot and a half away and at that time we had been using bird shot uh or a snake shot um so a shotgun shell but for the 38 and they had these like blue plastic covers that were, were holding the the pellets into them um and so i could see clearly that the next time he pulled the trigger that it was going to go off and i was just like man i, I looked i was like man don't uh, don't f around. The uh, the gun's loaded, and I paused, and nothing changed. I said, "Man, don't 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 f around. The gun's loaded. It's not going to turn the way you think it's going to turn." Because I was thinking he was thinking the, uh, the, the the it would rotate the opposite way away from the shell. Um, but right after I said that, he pulled the trigger, and uh, um, you know, basically, it blinded me instantly. It was a hundred and twenty eight 
pellets all directed right at my uh, left eye, blew up that eye, um, sent so many pellets into the other eye that it, it, it uh, damaged it beyond any sort of really working um, usefulness. Um, put seven pellets in my brain and left the other 120 something in my face somewhere. So <laughs> it blew me out of the lazy chair. I was, th- I was sitting in, <laughs> it was quite the experience. Yeah. It was quite the experience. Yeah. Um, did, <laughs> um, so he, I, I, the, you know, I came, he shot me. I, I immediately, I came through kind of like I was on the ground and I was bleeding all over my hands. Um, kind of felt I always described it as putting your hands under a faucet full, full of you know warm water just running out so I knew I was in trouble um you know at that point I, I was like man I mean I was terrified at that point because I knew I was about to die I got shot in the face man. of course you're about right. to die um but then I said F it <laughs> and I, uh, I, I I didn't say F it but I said the actual word and I totally relaxed, man. I totally relaxed. And I, I remember something, uh, you know, there's only like three snippets I remember from that day after the shooting. I was making jokes to him, man. You killed me, Nate. You oh. killed me. I mean, I was, you know, so I was in a good, uh, I, I was fine after. I wasn't in any pain or anything like that. Um, so, but, but uh, there was nothing they could do to, once they got me finally to a, heli- to a hospital, I had to be helicoptered um to a trauma center in sacramento um there was nothing they could do about my sight they were just more worried about my brain and making sure i didn't die or anything which i did no thank (laughs) thank god um (laughs) what what was that transition like man it was the the two things right Going sighted to blind was easy, right? No, no big deal. My mom told me I, I, I was going to be blind, you know, like on, uh, three days later, she, you know, she told me I, I would never see again. And my response was, oh, um, and I pretty much dealt with it there. You know, I, I didn't have any, I don't have any like issues with being blind. I, I you know, I, I, though, I don't know why he pulled the trigger. He might have wanted to. I don't have no idea. In the end, I made a mistake by being there. My parents told me not to play with guns. I knew I wasn't supposed to be there. And I was just glad that I wasn't dead. Right? I had seen the fear of death. (laughs) And I was glad as hell I wasn't dead. So being blind was no real big deal. Not seeing was no big deal. What began to weigh on me, <laughs> and this hit me like two years in, um, and it was like really once I you know got good with my cane and stuff like that. What weighed on me is how people treated me, right? I from you know in 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 an instant, I went from like a you know a, a six foot one, one hundred and eighty pound black thirteen year old, right, to a blind person, right? That's how everybody looked at me. Like I was helpless and, and I was weak and, and everything was going to hurt me. You know how people treat you when you're blind. I mean, I mean, it's so, 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 so to me, the transition to being blind was not hard, but the transition to, to dealing with how people were going to treat me 
Um, that was difficult. That's where I was irritated. I hated high school. I hated it. High school sucked. Sucked, 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 sucked. I hated worst time of my life. But it was because, you know, I, I got shot in the eighth grade. I didn't miss any time. I started with my ninth grade year. And um, the uh, it just, you know, it, it, it had to be, you know, high school, I imagine, is a hard time anyway. But from going from you know, being totally blind at that point in time, you know, trying to learn how to do everything, become a, a student, learn how to do, how to become, you know, how, how to deal with being actual blind. Um, it, it was just, you know, everybody, as I dealt with more and more people, it just, man, I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. And, and so that was hard. And that, that took me a long time to, I mean, every blind person deals with that, that irritation, that anger, um, of just stupid side of people. I call them stupid side of people. <laughs> Um, and so th that was always, I will always say that was the hardest part of, of becoming blind, just how people treated me all of a sudden, you know, like I'm an idiot. <laughs> like I, I always say that people treat me like I'm one step above mental retardation and it's irritating because I, I'm a fairly intelligent individual. I'm a, a fairly strong individual and a fairly capable individual. And so it's it's irritating to be treated <laughs> like I uh, possess none of yeah, man. Um, so I live in sort of an in between world, as you know. Um, right. It presents a set of difficulties that are a little different, but it's still stupid sided people. <laughs> because yeah, right. <laughs> for me, it's like I'm looking at them in the eyes, and then I say I'm blind. Right. And their heads explode. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and it's no, like, so I'm either not. So for things, uh, for every, pretty much everything, I'm either too visually impaired or not visually impaired enough. And the only right. reason I bring that up in to re, like in retort to what you just said is because I get the same feelings. My circumstances are dramatically different, I guess. Different. But the right. feelings that arise from it are like, man, it's frustrating that people just don't get it. But right. I want to ask you, is that why? Because you're, you're wildly successful. You're really driven. You're working on your, your MBA, right? No, your my doctorate. doctor, my PhD. Um, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that thing. So I'm not like... I'm I'm trying to walk a thin line here where I'm not giving you credit for doing it as a blind man. I'm I'm just asking you, did that experience, did those experiences of people thinking you're helpless, did that drive you? Did that make you driven to say, F this, man, I'm gonna do everything I could have done either way, maybe even better? No. no. Right. I I I um it, it's it, it's not the blindness. It, it, it it's my family. I always tell people this, right? I, I I'm I'm ABD, so I'm almost with my PhD. I got two masters. I got a BA, three kids, whatever. I'm still the loser of my family, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 the brother, my brothers, my sister. I mean, if if I get my doctorate, once I get my doctorate, I will be the fourth doctor oh, <laughs> in my. My, my sister's actually a real doctor. She's a medical doctor. Um, and so my family, my parents, you know, they are, they were really driven. They were really um, successful, really into, you know, making sure that their kids had all the opportunities 
that they had and worked hard and, you know, always, you know, put their best foot forward. Um, I, I didn't always live up to that. Okay. <laughs> I, there was too much of my life that I didn't, I didn't live up to that. And they never gave me blindness as an excuse. None, you know, they don't give me blind. None, none of the family ever gives me blindness as an excuse. It never was from the oh, get go. It was never anything like that. Okay. You know? <laughs> and so, so what, what I, you know, my thing is, um, it's more family driven, right? My, my, I, I want to, you know, show that I am a, a person who deserves to be, um, part of the family I was born into. But on the other hand, I also want to be somebody that my children can look up to, right? I, I don't want them. I, I was, you know, I couldn't be more proud of my father, right? Um, I never had to drop my head about anything my father ever did. So I never, I, I didn't want my children, especially Trajan, because um, I didn't know it was him, but that's really when I, I kick-started my life, right? When he re-kick-started my life. Um, when he came into the world, but I didn't want any of my children to have to say, you know, to their friends, oh, well, you know, if they asked him, well, what does your father do? Uh, nothing. He's blind. You know, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want it to be that. Okay. Right. And so I, I always wanted, so, so I was always more driven to, to do things because of, of the family. Okay. Right? And, you know, coaching Trajan's football, you know, I did that not, you know, to show, Hey, you know, I'm blind. I know football. I can coach right. it. It's like, man, you know, with Trajan, your other, you see other parents coaching, right? I know I can do it. I can't use blindness as an excuse. Holy shit! So it wasn't something to drive me. It was more something that, man, my fam, my fam, I can't, you know, I can't let every anybody use that as an excuse for me not doing what other other fathers that I have seen in my own family from them doing what they do or me following in their footsteps. Yeah, I got to be Cause I got to be honest, I um I didn't expect that answer. And no, I mean <laughs> and, and I'm glad I asked it. I'm glad I asked it the way I did. I'm glad you answered it the way you did because it's not I was expecting the answer to be something along the lines of, yeah, I wanted to say after the world. And instead, and instead right. you're, you're like, no. I mean, it drove me, but not it. Uh, my family drove me. In fact, it was nothing to do with the blindness. Right. It was the family. Holy right. crap, man. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, you know, the blindness just can be an excuse. Right? It's not an excuse. Yeah, man. I better... Um, <laughs> not not that I better... Man, I that motivates the hell out of me to not let it... I, for, two, for two... I mean, how do I want to say this? It's not always the way it used to be, uh, but at the beginning and still sometimes today, I let it define me. Right. Um, and I do let it ex- I become an excuse. Right. Uh, I'm just being accountable. I, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to BS you when you're telling me all your, you know, all this that is really candid and, and honest. Um, no, you know, so. I got to lean on you guys. I got to learn. I got to just learn and, and absorb that. And, and that's not just in an hour podcast. You know, when I see, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, no, I mean, you know, everybody has their, you know, their journey that they need to go through. Right. And it's, and sports are always such a good, uh, 
um, you know, microcosm of life because it's all, you know, what, what are you going to do next? Right. <laughs> I can't, I can't say, Oh, you know, my leg hurt. I couldn't feel that ball. You know, <laughs> nobody wants to hear any right. excuses. But, but, you know, um, but you know, we all got to come to it on, on our own and, and in our different way. But, but I do think a lot of blind people, I'm not saying you, um, take, you know, t- you know, take the world or, 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 you know, make sighted people right <laughs> um, for absolutely no reason. No, you know, more, more blind people could be more productive. And yeah, I appreciate you making the distinction between me and them, but I'm at least at times part of that group. Oh. And again, I just, I'm not trying to be a martyr. I'm just trying to be honest so that I can, because yeah. now it's on record. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I've said yeah, right. it. It's not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> maybe I can you know, do something about it. Hey, man, thanks for sharing all of that. Um, I want to talk to you a few more minutes because we this is this is this has been hell hella cool, man. This has been so good. This is really, dude. This is gonna. No, I'm, I'm glad, man. I've been, you know, I, like I said, I've been wanting to do it for and, a while. And del- with you, man. I've appreciated your your podcast, man. You again. I'll just say this, and then you can go where where you wanted to go. Um, you know, I had a, again. I had a lot of anger. With, uh, just still dealing with the dogs, thinking about it. I w- I didn't generally like around the heat. I didn't always say we the dogs or anything like that. But you know, over the last couple of years, I- I've been you know kind of learning to appreciate what the dogs were and what they were in my life. And then listening to your podcast over the last year or so, year and a half, it you know just made me think more about um, my history with with Beatball with the dogs. And, you know, take more ownership of it and, and be prouder of it. You know, a couple of hours, or it seems like a couple hours ago, but an hour ago when I, when I was saying the dogs are one of the, the dynasties of beatball, I wouldn't have said that too, you know, too many years ago. And then your podcast and hearing, you know, the people on the team talk about, you know, beatball and stuff um, has really helped me at least put that, that part of my life uh, as it relates to the dogs in better perspective and to be um, prouder of it and not as uh, afraid to say anything about it. You see the, the, the heat jump on, jump on me every time I mention the dogs. <laughs> I have noticed that. I was saying that early, when I asked yeah. you about them earlier, I was like, I'm going to bust your balls a little bit, you know, because you do, <laughs> I, you know, you bring them up, but I think, yeah. well, first of all, first of all, thank you. That's, that's fucking dope. Yeah. Oh, that's effing dope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and not, I'm not, the reason that just happened, what I just did is because I'm passionate. You know what I mean? That's, that's awesome. Thank sure. you so much for saying that. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, I'll get a public relations email later. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so that's cool. Um, I'm kind of, kind of at a loss for words. That's really cool yeah. to hear. Yeah, sorry, sorry to throw you off. No, there. man, that's, 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 that's dope, man. I just want to ask you, um, after what we did last year, and we'll, we'll, we'll end with this subject and maybe go back and forth for a few minutes, but we'll end here. It's just like, what can we do? What, what, let's, let's play the game that Seth is there, and we're, we're in Tulsa, 2019 World Series. Can we make, like, what what do we have to do to to close that gap between us and the Indy Thunder? And and can't and can't man, it's um man, it's hard. 
right? The, 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 the Thunder have, have some things going for them that, they, that we don't, right? The, the, the Thunder, their, their whole lineup is between like 17 and 23. So they are coming into their prime. That's scary. While the, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. While, while we on the Heat have, you know, we, we have very few people. We have 40-year-olds, me, Daryl, Lee, um, shit, I don't know, you know, I can't even remember the rest, but very few people, almost nobody under 25, right? Joe, Joe and Ja'Cory. I mean, you hear, hear me in our meeting saying, man, Joe and Ja'Cory, it's on you guys because they are the youngest. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's going to be really hard to close the gap, right? The, 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 there is a considerable gap in my eyes between the thunder and, and the heat. Um, so it's it's going to be hard. What we do also defensively, we run their defense, right? We run their defense, and we're saying basically, okay, we're going to be better than you at what you do. Yet our lineup, our our team is on average fifteen to twenty years older than you. Right. <laughs> so um, yeah, that to me, that that you know. You know, so so I don't. <laughs> for me, if I if I could change some things, I would. But I just think it's hard to close that gap unless we do something different. We do the same, then what what would make you think? What would make anybody think we would actually close the gap? Okay. What so, about what about? So we've made um, a couple additions. Uh, you know, we get Jason Walters, and we get Tanner back. Is that not we, yeah. we? I'm. I think I know what you're going to say to this, but I, I've been surprised already. Is that not enough? Like we still, we still need to change. change. No, right? Because, you know, uh, you know, the, the 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 we get Tanner back, right? Jason's different because Jason's always been a a good defender, mm-hmm. right? We get Tanner back, but you know, T- Tanner's one of the great greatest offensive players we've right. seen, right? But, and, you know, this is no knock on Tanner or anything like that, but does he make our defense better? Right. Right. And, and that's really where, where it comes into. We have to make our defense better. Defense wins championships, right? And we have to figure out a way to be better on defense. Right. And, and even though we're good on defense, um, again, the, 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 the defense we run is basically an individual defense. It's based on – individual players playing really, really well, right? So if you don't have six players playing really, really well, able to move all different directions, drop back, drop forward, go forward, go diagonally forward, diagonally back. Um, If you don't have all those players, those players to do that, then there's going to be holes in our defense, whereas the Thunder has players to do that. Okay. Six players that can do all of that. Again, scary. (laughs) yeah exactly so so it's just hard i mean i am i the, the dogs ran a different defense i i'll always say it the dogs were the best team defense in the history of beatball nobody will ever be able to match us um we used to, when we won our our three world championships we used to tell our pitcher man if you can just get us two two uh two runs an inning we'll, we'll beat any team out there because <laughs> that's how offensively challenged we were but um Personally, if it was me, I would switch back to the dogs formation. It is it is totally different than than what we do now. 
it is not an individual-based de- defense, but rather a team-based defense with team concepts been built in. And I think the more we can rely on our team and not say, hey, we're going to, you know, Rob Wygamp's another one, right? He, he's in the middle of his – he's in his 40s. Um, if we don't say, um, you know, hey, we're going to try to play like the young kids, <laughs> you know, uh, and play more uh, smarter, I would say, and play uh, play the percentages more, um, I think we could we could close the gap. Um, but that's just me. I, you know, again, it's a, a say a four three defensive <laughs> uh, coach versus a three four defensive right. coach. So it's just always how I feel that uh that that dog defense or that style with one front player is, is the best way to go you know if it was me i would uh that would be the first change i make and then uh second change i make i would uh find a different place to practice <laughs> so we could practice on a bigger so field. hey quick, quick question um the with the one person up front in your in your philosophical yeah. way of playing defense, with that one person up front in our situation, yeah. would that be G- like Jacory because he's got the speed? Because I imagine if you're covering all that, that real estate, you got to have speed. You know, you do have to have speed, but what 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 you got to remember, right? The uh, the re- the real estate that you're covering at that as that front person isn't as much as you would think. Right, because you would you line that front person up, right? The theory is you, you have one person who can play all the garbage short, and that leaves you five players to play balls that are hit harder, right? right? Medium to hard hits. Um, but so you play that one point guy at um, say seventy five feet, eighty feet, right? So and you tell tell him, Jacory, get every ball that dies in front of you. Right. So, A, right then you have cut down the, the strain on Ja'Cory. Right. Last year, Ja'Cory had to go backwards. Right. He had to go back into to his right or to his left. Um, and so you say, don't worry about that. Don't go backwards. Nobody go back. You're just going forward. But what also happens is since we use two spotters, as soon as the ball is hit and the spotter um, makes that call, the other side of the field is doesn't have to be paid attention to, right? So it's not like they're covering that whole field. As soon as the call, call is made, they're just covering one side of the field. And Ja'Cory has plenty of speed. And I would say that it's not even a, a speed-based thing. Neil McDonald for the dogs, I mean, he, he was one of the great greatest point players to play, um, up front guys to play, and he, he wasn't all that fast. Eldar now. Right. El Darnell got speed, but he's not that right. fast. Greg Armturk, all these guys who just you know played that thing. But but what happens is once that call is made, the, 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 the ground becomes shorter. Right. There's only a half of a field to, to deal with. And and I think Jacory would be perfect there. I think it would take the stress off Jacory, put his mind at ease, give him one thing to do get balls that have stopped. Right. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Any ball that stops, you pick it up. And I think he would be he would be okay. I just wanted to get an idea of where where that would work. And uh, hey, man, I I yeah, just yeah. I just do what the coaches tell me. But that sounds like something we could at least explore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would take a different philosophy. You know, it's more the you know the the, the you want to you know the dogs. We want to get as many people into the line or the path of the ball as we possibly could, and then 
You know, if you have four people playing, you know, one ball, the chances are one of them is going to get it. Um, our, our defense now is it's the individual, right? Deep left field plays all these different, you know, has to go here, there, back, up, all that. It's not a team-based defense. Okay. And uh, so you would have to change everything, like kind of even how you play. We played side to side, the dogs. It was just side to side where, again, this uh, this defense we run now is more circular. You have to play circular. So it would take John Parker and JC to really buy into it. But right. <laughs> I don't I don't think that, that that will happen. That will happen. Even though the dogs again were the greatest defense <laughs> ever to play the game. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go with something else. Hey, <laughs> we'll go with something. We wear them down enough. Maybe maybe you'll get get a get a we'll get yeah, a right? trial run at least. Uh, Seth, let me tell you yeah, what. Right. We've been talking for about eighty minutes now. I'm going to Jeez. say that we're going to do a part two. And we have okay. it on record, so neither one of us can flake. And the last time I said there'd be a part two was with Blake. This, you know, a couple uh, several months ago. I'm uh, he and I have both been busy, just like you and I have both been busy. Both of these part twos are going to happen. I just want to see which one happens first. So I'm challenging, <laughs> um, because here's what I want to cover in another episode. I want to cover things that have changed in the league. Uh, that there are. Um, that you like, you dislike, uh, things you've seen in the league, you like, you dislike. Um, I want to do a word association. I want to get your thoughts on certain players. So we're going to do this, and we'll. I I think we're going to do it really soon, probably next weekend maybe. All right? So okay. I want to say, I'm, I'm, as far okay. as this episode goes, I want to thank you, bottom of my heart. Um, and I hope it was it was fun for you. No, it, it, Tim, it was, man. I, I like I said, I've I've been looking forward to doing this man, for a while, and uh, I'm glad we finally got it together. Hell yeah, man! As far as the part two, you know, once you start pushing things off, man, you know how the world. Gets, I know, man, Tim. I know, and uh, but crazy place because man. no, listen, I, I'm dead serious though because basically an hour and a half we just talked and we only covered a, a portion. Yeah, right. There's so much more, and that's because you've been playing for 30 years. That's because. You have seen it all. You've done a lot of it. You've you've got ideas. You know, we barely talked about how you and I are ideologically connected. You know what I mean? And we probably will have to stay away from that. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> my point is, there's so much more. To- he means we. He means that we visit the same massage. Yeah. It, oh, oh. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Job, that's 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 a different thing. Um. <laughs> listen. No. And and um. I, we, we're gonna do it again. That's what we're gonna do. And we, I just want right. want you to know this is every episode is special. Every episode is 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 important to me, um, and each one brings its own flavor and and its own insight. And this is not any different than that. So, this has been Bam Bam Seth Clark. Thank you, Bam Bam. Thank this you, has been Tim Cyphers. Thank you, Timmy. You're welcome. <laughs> this has been the Heat Index, and we will see you very very soon. This is the best.